for a mass shooting. Crumbly has pleaded not guilty to four counts of involuntary manslaughter for her role in the mass shooting at Oxford High School. The jury must be unanimous to reach a verdict. The prosecution argued Crumbly is responsible for the deaths because she was grossly negligent in giving a gun to her son, Ethan, who was 15 at the time, and failing to get him proper mental health treatment, despite warning signs. From WPFW News in Washington and WBAI in New York, I'm Sue Goodwin. Good afternoon, good afternoon. This is Dr. Theodore Watkins, and welcome to another program of To Your Health. And as usual, we have our able, trusty assistant, Frank Smith, with us today. How are you doing, Brother Frank? I'm doing well, Doc. Oh, man, oh, man. This, I, I, I'm excited today. I'm excited oh, today. Yeah. This is our first show um, on, on, on this uh, Black History Month. Black History Month. Now, now February, Brother Frank, is Black History Month, and it is a time that we look with great pride on our Afrocentric past. Um, we want to get in touch with our roots. We often, with great pride, point to accomplishments of our forefathers and foremothers, and rightly so. We have come to recognize the genius of those primitive people. Many, if not all, of our modern medicines have their roots in the motherland. In fact, Brother Frank, we now are discovering that, that just maybe, just maybe, there may be more healing in the original root than in the Expensive toxic, toxic medicine. Yes, sir. Another area that I would like uh, to bring to your attention is the area of longevity and disease prevention. The, the, the West, or Western, or modern society has, for many years, promoted itself as being on the cutting edge of medicine, disease prevention, and treatment. But if we took the time, Brother Frank, to examine its record, we may come to a different conclusion. If we took the time mm -hmm. to examine its record, we may come to a different conclusion. I, I've been talking about, for the last few weeks, the development of a blue zone in our community. The blue zone is a place where 
we can live into our 90s and, and, and even 100 um, with little or, or no disease, all right? Uh, no arthritis, no, no, no rheumatism, no diabetes, no heart disease, no, no cancer. Some, some suggest that, that what I should call it is a, a black blue zone since most of the participants will be of African descent. Well, maybe we don't have to go, um, we don't have to reinvent the wheel. Maybe we just have to take a closer look at our history and reproduce it. Frank. Yes, sir. Maybe we don't have to reinvent the wheel. <laughs> All right. Maybe we just need to take a closer look at our history and reproduce it. There are several very revealing studies. Now, we, we, we like studies, Brother Frank. Yes. Um, but there are some revealing studies that we need to become familiar with um, uh, that look at health and, 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 and longevity of our African brothers and sisters. You know, one of the uh, first ones that we want to, to actually look at is a study that, that focuses on, on COVID. <laughs> mm -hmm. A study that focuses on COVID. You know, um, it, it's a recent study, and, 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 and what, what the study um, looked at was what was the role of nutrition. What? What was the role of nutrition in preventing and beating COVID? Now, now I, I ain't a prophet, nor the son of a prophet, Brother Frank. But in, in 19, I mean, in 2019, 2020, I was advocating that, that we need to look at our diet when it comes to COVID. Yeah. Because um, nutrition may have a, a significant role in treatment. So what they found was that nutrition-related myth on protection and treatment has been widely prevalent in this pandemic. And while there's no diet that completely prevents infection, there's certainly some dietary steps that we can and uh, take to minimize risk because, you know, it, it's not just what we should have done, but COVID is still here. You know, every, every week, uh, sometimes every day of every week, I'm getting a call from one of my buddies or patients that, that has been diagnosed with, with COVID. Um, you know, there are Diets that are, are healthier in general and, and, and will lead people to suffer less serious courses of the disease. Um, but this appears to be a sort of an indirect benefit of, of lowering obesity and pre-existing conditions like, like diabetes and so forth. But is there any diet that may have a direct effect on the course of the disease or susceptibility to infection in the first place. Well, <laughs> Brother Frank, I, I know I sound like a, a broken record, but <laughs> plant-based diets have been shown. What, what did I say, Frank? Yeah, plant-based diets have been shown. Have been shown to decrease the risk of suffering from other respiratory fact, uh, of infection. In fact, plant-based seminaries um, during the pandemic of 1918 appeared to ha have been relatively spare. So those places where they were doing plant-based, mm. they were spared when all those people in, in, in 1918 was wiped out. Yeah. Now, there's some reasons why. 
these plant-based diets will work. I'm, I'm going to give you just a few of them. The first one is that the vegetable nitrates are concentrated in these dark leafy vegetables. Now, we know about nitrates because nitrates are used to make nitric, nitric oxide. And, and, and nitric oxide, uh, which is a part of our lungs' first line of defense, it also helps to dilute the blood vessels so more blood can get into a particular area with, with, with more uh, infectious-fighting um, white blood cells, you know. So this is one. And then we also know that these polyphenol uh, 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 um, phytonutrients in plants may also have a direct inhibitory effect on viral infection. So these polyphenols actually inhibit or prevent the body from being infected. And this, this, this area that we, 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 we tread softly on because I, I, I'm not ready for a fecal transplant, but the fact is that these microbiomes mm-hmm. have been shown to play a key role and our system-wide immune function, all right? And, and what happens is these fiber-containing foods, uh, we call them prebiotics. Uh, uh, they facilitate a more symbiotic relationship between our gut bugs, um, whereas processed junk and animal foods have the opposite effect all right they have a, a dysbionic effect versus a symbiotic a building they have a, a destructive destructive effect so these fibers concentrated in these whole food whole plant based foods is the single most anti-inflammatory food component that we have all right these Fibers concentrated in these whole food, whole plant foods are the single most anti-inflammatory food component, whereas the saturated fats, which are concentrated in the meats, in the dairy, in the junk, is the most pro-inflammatory. They, they produce inflammation. Now, now, why is that important when it comes to COVID? All right. Why is it important? that we have anti-inflammatory as opposed to pro-inflammatory. Well, the reason is that um, we talked about um, the, 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 the COVID being pro-inflammatory, all right? Pro, pro-inflammatory. And it was the inflammatory component of the disease that caused all the problems in the first place, or most of the problems in the first place, all right? Mm-hmm. And so we want to recommend that we need to eat these um, uh, um, anti-inflammatory uh, foods because what they showed was that these um, pro-inflammatory uh, diets led to a greater risk of suffering a severe case and of getting COVID-19 in the first place mm. and was up to 12 times the odds of getting it, even if you took into account um, for obesity and diabetes and, high, and, and hypertension, those, those, those pre-existing conditions that we, that we talked about, all right? Mm. Um, but, but, you know, this particular study only dealt with 50 people, but there was another study that dealt with 11,000 COVID patients. And the, the, the diet-associated inflammatory increase of getting a risk of, of, of COVID suffering, uh, a severe and, and deadly effect, was so uh, significant that it was noted that, that it was because of the diet of these Africans which was anti-inflammatory, mm-hmm. 
that they had a hundred times lower risk of getting COVID in Africa. One hundred times. One hundred times lower risk Mercy. of getting COVID. Mm. That that's that's sort of <laughs> that's sort of significant. I, I I think that's sort of significant. But 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 it's not just COVID, you know. Uh, COVID comes and COVID goes, but but there there have been some other studies that looked at other diseases, including heart disease and diabetes and and so forth. And 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 one landmark study suggested that coronary disease was particularly non-existent among those eating a traditional plant-based diet in Africa. What did I say, Frank? <laughs> Doc, say it again. <laughs> say it again. <laughs> There's a landmark study that suggested that coronary heart disease was practically non-existent. It did not exist. Non it was absent among those eating a traditional plant-based diet in Africa. And in particular, they looked at Uganda. All right? And, 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 and this was shown by uh, adequate autopsy studies. All right? They looked at people after they died. All right? And they found that, that this was so. All right? You know, uh, doctors in, in sub-Saharan Africans from the 30s and 40s recognized that there were certain diseases that were commonly uh, uh, seen in, in, in Western communities, but that was rare in, in, in among the African peasants, all right? Poor, poor folk in Africa seem not to have these diseases that, that, that everybody else seemed to have, you know? Doc, Doc, how did they find out this information? I, one of the things they did was they did some autopsy. All autopsies. Right? They did autopsies. They looked at people after they died, you know, uh, um, and, and 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 the tissues don't lie. <laughs> mm -hmm. They don't lie. The tissues don't lie, and and, and and they saw that that um, you know, the, the the Africans was doing so much better. So some people say, well, well, maybe it was just that the Africans were dying early. And they were dying too early to get to get the disease. So what they did, there was a study that looked at Ugandans, all right, from Uganda, and they did. They took 632 autopsies in patients in Uganda, and matched it with 632 um, autopsies of the people in St. Louis, all right, Missouri. And what they found was that. Of the 632 autopsies in Uganda, they found one case of heart attack. One case? One case. That was 0.2%. 0 0.2% 0 of people. And then when they, now, now, now remember, Frank, they're looking at age and sex. So we can't, we, we can't, we, <laughs> age and sex. In the Missouri 632, same number, they had, instead of having one heart attack, they had 136 heart attacks. Instead of it being 0.2%, it was 22%. All right? That, that's over 200% more. All right? So, so the 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 the, um, the researchers were so amazed they they went and, and, and did eight hundred more autopsies, almost eight hundred more autopsies uh, among the the the, the uh, Ugandans. All right, and, and, and guess how many more uh, cases of, of heart attacks they found in that eight hundred? Zero. 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 So that meant in the United States, Doc. Huh? 
What is it in, in the United States? It's, it's about one in three. One in three. Now, now it's about one in three. Or it may be higher now. Mm. At the time, it was only 22% in this particular case. But but so in, in, in a total of 1,427, they had one. In 632 Missourians, they had 136. They, they, they didn't want to do no more Missouri. <laughs> they, 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 they said, let, let, us, let us leave these folk alone, all right? You know, so, so uh, this, is, this is very, very, very significant. And, and we want to, we want to talk about Kenya next. But, but, but uh, I, I think our buddy Jerry might be with us. At this time, and so we're gonna bring Brother Jerry on because we we we're we're in um we're in a pledge drive. Yes, and, I, and, and Brother Jerry, I'm here. Doc. Get this information too many other places. You know what I'm talking about? That's true. So WPFW, your primary source on the planet for jazz and justice. This is it right here in. Washington, D.C., serving the entire area. And if you're in the area or outside the area listening to the stream, we need your assistance because the only way that this works is by us completing the circuitry. You are part of this operation. This is the only way that we survive is by way of your support. That's how we operate without any commercials. We've been commercial free for going on, what, almost 48 years now? And it simply Man. works. We bring you the music that you have been deprived of. We bring you the justice, the information that you are constantly being deprived of and you don't know it. How can you know what you've never had? So here we are. We've been here for you. We just asked you to be here for us for just a moment. We're here for you 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year at full power. And we are yours. But we need your support to make this show right here happen to your health. Where do you hear a program? You just said something. And, and, and I'm, I'm going to see I've been around here a long time. You said we're here at full power. Yes, sir. We're here full power because of the support that this community has given us. Because it wasn't always that way, Brother Jerry. Yeah. And we've yeah, you have to understand, we've got bragging rights here at WPFW because of your support. We were able to make this happen. We replaced Betsy. Now, Betsy was the original analog transmitter that we had for years. And we fixed Betsy, but Betsy was aging so much it was going to cost more money than it was worth to keep that transmitter going. So we replaced Betsy with a digital transmitter. Oh boy, we got the Nautel MV40. It is a pretty machine and it works perfectly. And as such, we are able to cover this entire area, particularly Virginia. We're getting out in Virginia too. So we need your representation and your support, particularly if you're in Virginia. Not shortchanging the district or Maryland. We want to hear from everybody. You too, but we'd really like to hear the results come back from Virginia. So give us a call, 202-588-9739. We have operators standing by waiting for your pledge of support. And we've got, Doc, the screen is telling me we've still got $650 to go to make gold for this show right now. If you're out of area, you can call toll-free at 800-222-9739 or go on our website, which is at wpfwfm.org. Donate now button right there. Hit that button to pledge quickly and securely. This is our platform. This is your platform. No commercials, just good music, good information. Just need a little support. Doc, thank you for having me. So, so Jerry, so I, I, I hope you understand. I hope the audience understands that we're, we're talking about this information because we want to develop a blue zone, a black blue zone within our area. All right, you know um, the, the other blue zones. They 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 were discovered. All right, 
they were discovered. They went and looked at in, 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 in communities that followed a certain lifestyle and they and they um, lived a certain length of time, disease free. Well, um, that's not true in our community. And so what we want to do, Brother Jerry, is 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 really um, phenomenal, I believe, and, and, and God sent is that we want to create a blue zone. In other words, we want to take people who are sick up and make them well. All right? People who are dying and give them life again. And, and, and we can only, we can do it best as we work together as a community. And as we are able to give information and, and, and let you see what is really out there for us. And so what's that number they need to call, Brother Jerry, to support this? The local so number? Can, can, yes, the local number is 202-588-9739. We have operators standing by waiting for your call of support. That makes this possible. The only way that this is even possible is by way of this community's listener support. We have no ad agencies. We have no universities. We have no government dollars. That way we are able to speak truth to power. We are able to give you a voice, voice to the voiceless. When's the last time that you've had a chance to talk to any of the anchors on lamestream TV? Never. You don't have a voice there. You have a voice here at WPFW. Your support is in fact a vote and we need for you to vote for your own. Be for who is for you. That's something that Askiya Muhammad used to say and it applies here directly. And I'm hoping that my computer is broken because right now uh, Doc, I'm seeing these numbers since they're saying 0.0%, and it is one of the most painful things to look at. Before looking at these numbers, I was going to say to the listening audience that zero is, in fact, a number two. Now, Doc was telling you about the blue zones, and he, he was talking about an area. When I first tuned in, I heard you say there was an area, I guess you were talking about on the continent, that they had zero heart attacks. Yeah, and 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 in, uh, in Kenya, I mean, in in, in Uganda, zero they had, heart they attacks. They had one heart attack. One, one heart attack. And I was talking. I, I called a friend of mine this morning because she and her husband had spent many years in Africa and a number of years in Uganda, and and, and because I wanted to know what were these Ugandans eating. That that enables them to to have such a a a a, um, a record, and, and and she said that they, they were over there um, in Africa for over twenty five years. All right, mm. um, uh, she and her husband uh, started over five hospitals. Uh, do you hear me? Started five hospitals in Africa, and and, and she said that the whole time they were there, they saw one heart attack. One. One heart attack in those 20-some years. Man. So that, that it, it, it sort of confirms this other study that was done where they looked at the autopsies, you know. But um, we, we, we have to, we, we, we have to recognize if we want to really be Afrocentric, hmm. we need to start doing the things that we used to do and are still, in fact, doing, especially in the, in the rural areas of Africa, that that are prolonging our lives, all right? And, and so what we're trying to do today is, is, is teach so that we are aware that if they can do it, I can do it, all right? If they can do it, I can do it. So, Doc... What you are saying today on this show is that the most Afrocentric thing that you can do is not wear a dashiki, not change your name, is change your diet. Is that what you're doing? And you're your telling lifestyle. Me? And your lifestyle. And your lifestyle. I mean, it, it, it's, it, it, but, 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 you know, Jim, 
as you listen to us over the last few weeks, it started with the head. You know, Ali says, when the head falls, the body falls with it. We have to shake off this mentality that we have. You know, we need to recognize who we are, where we came from, and where we can get back to. All right? And, 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 and we're just presenting the information so you know that this is no farce. This is real. And, and, and our people have done it and are still doing it. And that's why I presented the, the, the information on, on the COVID. A hundred times less cases of COVID <laughs> in this these primitive places. You know, we call them backward, primitive, all this stupidness. You know? Who, who's, who's primitive? Who's backwards? You know? Um, anyway, let me not, let me not go, go crazy. So, Doc, I don't want to change the subject, so I just want to co-relate, if you will, something else that falls in, into the same category. I just had heard something a little while ago that they made a correlation between diet and Alzheimer's. Nutrition. Oh, yes, and all, is that accurate? Is that real? Oh, yes. And oh, yes. We, oh, yes. Oh, yes. We, we have a high incidence. On this station multiple times, brother. It's right. cardiogenic dementia. Some, some say that it's, 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 it's diabetes 3. Cardiogenic dementia, meaning they've looked at autopsies of people who died from COVID. You know, these autopsies, man, I, I don't know. And, and they did, did cross sections of their brains and looked at those blood vessels. And the blood vessels in the brain look just like the blood vessels in the heart of folks who died from heart, heart disease. So they call it cardiogenic dementia. And they found that the people who are eating like too many of us are eating, all right, um, you know, had these, had these plaques, uh, uh, these, these, these plaques in their arteries, all right? Whereas the folk who are eating the, the healthy diet, they didn't have those plaques or didn't have as many or as large. And so therefore blood was able to flow and get the oxygen and, 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 and various nutrients uh, and foods to the brain that the brain needed to function. You know, so it, it's, it's, it's consistent, brother, it's consistent. So I'm not supposed to be engaging on the topics of this show. I'm supposed to be convincing our listeners to become supporters. But the topic becomes so critical that we've got to push the point across. And hopefully by doing so, we'll get somebody that appreciates the information that we're conveying and will, in fact, pledge because we're not seeing any support right now. So I have to ask that you call 202 Five eight eight nine seven three nine. Admit to yourself that you're not hearing this information anywhere else. So the only way that we can continue giving you information that you're not getting anywhere else is by way of your support. Again, no commercials, no universities, no government, just you. This is, in fact, your platform. You can contribute by way of knowledge, information, but right now we need dollars. We need your support so that we can just pay the bills. There is no profit in this, so we ask for your support four times a year, 202-588-9739. Anything that you can do to put a ripple in the bucket. It goes a very, very, right. very long way. All right, I, I know folk are, are calling right now. They they just haven't posted the, 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 the number, but they're, they're, they're coming, brother. They're coming. So so I, I, want, I want to... To, to let you know that um, Uganda is, is one place, all right? Um, and, and, and this guy, Dennis, um, uh, Dennis, uh, Dennis Burkett, who we're going to talk about in a minute, he, he was also in Uganda for, for um, uh, some 25 years, and he said he never saw a single case of colon cancer in the 25 years that he was there. Zero Not a again. case of colon cancer. Zero All right? again. No cases. No cases. Zero. So, um, and, but then there's Kenya. 
Uh, and, 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 you know, Kenya, East, East, East Africa. All right. Uh, another example of, of, um, uh, of a place where in the rural areas, now, now, why do I say the rural areas? Because unfortunately in the urban areas, they're, they're trying to, they're trying to be, be like Americans. All right. Trying, trying, trying to, and when you live and eat like an American, what do you do? Die like an American. Die like an American. And so, so what we're saying about the rural areas of Africa is not true in the in the urban areas of Africa. If you see an obese African, you know that they're following the traditions of America. All right. And, and, and we're always talking against, I don't want to be, I want to be Afrocentric. Well, if you want to be Afrocentric, you need to do what, what your forefathers did. And are still doing where, where, where they are, 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 are not overly influenced by the Western society. They looked at a thousand autopsies in Kenya. A thousand. There, there was not one case of appendicitis. Not, the, not, not, not one case not one. of appendicitis. Huh? Uh, okay. Not one. Not, not one. one case of appendicitis. Okay, Doc. And, 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 and appendicitis is, is the, 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 the number one uh, acute surgery that we do in this country. Not one case. There was not a single heart attack in these thousands. There was only three cases of diabetes in a thousand. There was one case of peptic ulcer disease. There was no gallstones. And, and, and y'all know, y'all got them stones, and you get this pain in your right upper quadrant, mm -hmm. and, 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 you, and you come and I give you some stuff to to help dissolve it. If I can get to you before the surgeon gets to you and cut cut that gallbladder out, you know, but when you cut the gallbladder out, so you strong that the incidence of heart disease increases, you know? So, so and, and, and in Kenya, there was no evidence of high blood pressure. And that's impossible. No, that, that's almost impossible for me to believe. No incidence of High blood no pressure. No incidence of high blood pressure. And, and another study showed that that men, Kenyan men, in the rural areas, were living in their nineties and hundreds with pressures 116, 120, over 60. You know, so maybe pressures that they had when they were teenagers. Wow. So wow. we're giving numbers. So, Doc, I have to tell you, the system right now is working a little bit. I've got some numbers to give you because we are now sitting at 12.3% of the way to the goal. I have to say thank you to Anonymous That's that has pledged from Bowie, Maryland. It says, keep up the great work and life-saving information. Thank you, Anonymous, for getting it and giving us your support. Also, thank you to Shane or Sean from... Uh, Wait, wait a minute. There's an accent mark here. Shawnee, uh, I see. She really enjoys Dr. Watkins' show. Shawnee, thank you very much from Upper Marlboro. These are folks who understand, folks who appreciate and who get it. We need appreciate, for you appreciate, to appreciate, appreciate show your energy, because that's the only way that this, this will ever work. We can't save your life without your help. That's how this works. So thank you for the two who, who have just contributed to the show. Thank you very, very, very much, Doc. We have to continue this work. Go ahead, sir. So, so, so there's this guy, Dr. Dennis Burkett. Now, um, for those, those folks in surgery, they know about Dr. Burkett. Because Dr. Burkett was, he, he was a, a famous surgeon from England, but he, he went to Uganda for over 25 years. He, he, he actually won the Nobel Prize. Um, because he discovered that this, this tumor in the jaw of these African kids called, 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 uh, the, the Wilms tumor was, was caused by a virus. All right. 
and, and he isolated the virus and, and, and did what we call post-postulates. And, 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 and for that, he won the Nobel Prize. I'm not going to go through all of it. But he made a statement that I think is, is very, very, very significant. He, he insisted that modern medicine was going about it all wrong. Uh, All right. Now, 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 this was back in the fifties uh, 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 and sixties. All right, uh, I believe when when he was around, and, and he said that that there is no evidence that the incidence of disease is reduced by treatment. Is ever reduced by treatment. The incidence is how frequent we have high blood pressure, how frequent we have heart disease, how frequent we have cancer. There's no evidence that the incidence of disease is ever reduced by treatment. He says that improved therapies may reduce mortality, but they do not reduce the incidence of a disease. In other words, once you get it, we may be able to help to to um, keep you from dying so fast. And, 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 and as I said earlier, the herbs may be even more effective in some in some instances. But this these treatments does nothing to prevent you from getting the disease. All right. Now, why is this important? It's important because he said that the, the vast majority of the effort is de devoted to advancing treatment, number one. And secondly, the second priority is, 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 is screening programs attempt to diagnose early. All right? Instead of trying to treat, I mean, trying to prevent in the first place, we want to treat it, number one, and then we want to screen it so we can treat number two. <laughs> treat it a little earlier. All right? Is there any evidence that the incidence of any form of cancer has ever been reduced by improved treatment or early diagnosis? None. None. Absolutely none. Once again, early diagnosis and you institute treatment can help decrease mortality in some, some instances. So, Medical services can, can certainly have an effect on sick people in some instances. But these things have no effect on the number of people who become sick in the first place. And he, he likens it to um, a, 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 a poem that I learned when I was in, in junior high school, a fit or an ambulance. But there was a village um, that, that, that had this cliff that when you looked over the cliff, you, you got this beautiful view, all right? And people would come from far and near to get this view, you know. It was like when we go up to Skyline Drive, or, you know. But it's even it, 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 was, it was more fantastic than that. But the problem was they would become uh, mesmerized, Brother Frank, mm -hmm. by the view. And they would get too close to the edge of the cliff. And they fall over. Huh. <laughs> and, 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 and they die. So, um, the, 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 the community called a meeting. <laughs> and they, they, there were two proposals that came up. One was to build a fence around the edge of the cliff to keep people from falling. 
And then the other one said, statement, some, some of us said, no, 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 no. That means that people aren't going to come and, and get this beautiful view. And so, Brother Frank, we aren't going to make as much money. Because <laughs> when they come... I knew there was a lesson in this story somewhere. <laughs> when, they, when they come, they spend money in our community. And so we want them to keep coming. So instead of building a fence around the edge of the cliff, we need to put a uh, ambulance in the valley. So when they catch, when they fall, we catch them and take them to the hospital or to the morgue. <laughs> Again, treatment is not the solution. Treatment is not the solution. Prevention. Prevention. So we're doing some real science here right now and I'd like to take advantage of it if I may just for a second but an, an, yes. an aside to it because I noticed two very distinct differences in this discussion between urban lifestyles and rural lifestyles. I'm seeing zeros you know whatever continent it might be on zeros for a rural lifestyle and urban lifestyles are seeing all these crazy numbers. One of the things that we we tend to forget, you know, I think to th I'd like to think that urban societal memory has, happens to be really, really short. People in the country actually remember things a little better than we do in the cities. And something that happened here in Washington, I noticed, when the pandemic first hit and everybody stopped driving, I could smell my yard. I was like, wait a minute, now I can smell stuff that I can't smell, that I couldn't smell before. So what has been going on all this time? What have I actually been breathing in this urban environment? So could it just be the air quality also that is causing these statistics to be so dire for urban life? The well, 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 the, the, the um, air quality is certainly bad. Yeah. Good thing they've taken yeah, the lead out of the gas, quality. at least. Huh? At least they've taken the lead out of the gas, but it's still there in the environment. The yeah, yeah, carbon and, monoxide still out there, like, or hydrocarbons. Still out, still out there, still out there. People, people, you know, are, are just not, 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 not driving as much, not polluting the air as much. So it, it's, and, and what we need to understand is that, um, Part of the reason that um, these people did so well was because of diet. But another part was, was overall lifestyle. I, 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 I called, as I mentioned, I called a friend of mine this morning. She was actually on the way back from a funeral of, of, of a friend of ours who lived to be 99 and a half, all right, and, and, and um, um, had 12 kids, outstanding children, all of whom had at least a master's degree, two, at least two doctors. I think he had three doctors in the family, MDs and, and one or two PhDs. But, but the point was, um, he was on her way back, and I called her, and I said, look, I know you spent a lot of time in Uganda, and, and I've been reading the statistics about uh, um, the, the folk in the rural areas of Uganda, um, and they're, and they're uh, not having all of these chronic illnesses. And, and in fact, even the, the infectious disease has been overblown, all right, and we're gonna and we're gonna come back and, and circle back on, on that another time. You know, they, they they try to put Africa in such a negative light, and they try to make it seem that that all these wild animals and you know. So I said, what 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 were you all eating? She said, mainly starches, cassava, yam, uh, planting beans. Also, tomatoes, greens, fruits, nuts, palm oil. I said, palm oil? I said, well, palm oil has a bad rap over here, although we know 
that palm oil is actually palm oil and coconut oil is actually a medium chain fatty acid, saturated fat. I mean, a medium chain saturated fat um, that's not associated with heart disease, as it's been trying to be portrayed. And she said, "Yes, the problem over here with palm oil and even coconut oil is often it has been." Uh, Hydrogenated, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. uh, um, and, and 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 as a result, um, it, it, it is more it's, it's more um, inflammatory, you know, uh, and and it, it is is associated with many more diseases. Uh, I, I see that Sister Paula is, is on the line, and she could. And she can maybe tell us a little bit if she if she chooses a little bit of, about about this. Paul is one of our five um, nutritionists that's going to be working with us with this this project of of of, of uh, the blue zone, the black blue zone. Um, and, and one of the things that I told Paula is that our people love to eat. All right, they love to eat, and so we need to get food that um they can eat that that are nutritious so uh uh, but 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 before paula speaks um i'm looking at these numbers and and i'm a little amazed that the the numbers haven't changed because we're talking about saving your life and 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 somebody should have just gone on and, and did the whole 650 because the information that we're giving it's so valuable that it's oh, worth man. thousands of dollars. Mm-hmm. You know, thousands of dollars. But 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 you know, we we, we, we gotta appreciate it in order to be able to take advantage of it. Well, All right, we gotta be able to appreciate it. That's what we want to start with the head. Get us to start thinking different, you know. Start mm-hmm. thinking different. So so Paula, what about this this uh uh um um how do you pronounce it? Hydrogenated, hydrogenated um, oils. Thank you for that, Doc, because we see that all the time, partially hydrogenated and hydrogenated. Can you explain what that means? So it's really adding hydrogen to these oils. They, they, these oils have what we call double bonds originally, and, and, and it was created like that way so that the body could better utilize them but um, they were liquid. And so um, industry wanted to make more money. <laughs> and so they, they found that they um, add some more hydrogen, they, they could make them solid. Uh, what, what do you say about that, Paula? Yes, you are correct. And so the process of what we call hydrogenation is is adding hydrogens to a fat molecule in order to make the oil turn solid in order to give it a longer shelf life. Hmm. But while, while it may give um, the, the margarine or the, the oil or whatever fat that we're using a longer shelf life, it definitely diminishes and cuts off or cuts short our life and yeah. and the the vitality of the cell um it it adds to the um the rigidity or the hardness of the cell and it doesn't allow it keeps the cell from allowing the nutrients in that it really needs because it makes the cell wall harden so one of the illustrations that helped me to understand when i was first studying this was that if it's if it's solid at room temperature, and I'm not referring to some of the good oils like the coconut coconut oil that that's a natural oil that is a medium chain fatty acid that is actually good for us, but some of the other man-made um, um, fats and and margarines and things like that, if it's solid at room temperature, most likely it's going to be solid in your blood vessel. Oh. And that that is there's a direct correlation between the type of fat 
that is solid at room temperature and the type of fat that that hardens, tends to harden or increase atherosclerotic activity. And so, um, so you will, if, if it says, um, if you look, you're reading the label and it says partially hydrogenated oil or partially hydrogenated fat, run. Because run, that is run. the kind of fat that, that will actually raise bad cholesterol. Um, it, it, it increases the risk of heart attack and stroke. It, it completely, um, it has the ability to, completely cause blockage within the um, inner uh, endothelial uh, cell uh, wall of the blood vessel. Um, And so, you know, unfortunately, we have run out of time. And and I'm hoping that that the phone lines are all lit up. And uh, we're getting we're getting more contributions because this is this is terrible. Doc. You can cash I, I, app us too. Okay. WPFW, um, dollar sign WPFW. You can go to WPFWFM.org and donate from there. Not and, to worry. We're going to be okay here because I'm going to put it this way. We've made good money on this show because of the information that we gave up. So we do have to wrap up. Kalia's wrapping me up. We're out, but people make that call. Thanks, Doc. All right. See you next week. For WPFW in Washington and WBAI New York, I'm Chris Bangert Drowns with some brief news headlines. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken returned to the Middle East today, his fifth such trip to the region amid the war in Gaza. Blinken faces serious headwinds in achieving the U.S.'s stated goals of negotiating a truce, releasing hostages held by Hamas, and reviving talks for an independent Palestinian state. Hamas has rejected releasing further hostages until Israel ends its military campaign, while Israeli Prime Minister Netanyahu has vowed to obliterate Hamas and has resolutely opposed a Palestinian state. Blinken is also seeking to revive a diplomatic opening between Israel and Saudi Arabia, but Saudi officials have said that is only possible with a real plan for a Palestinian state. Palestinian officials say over 100 people were killed in Gaza over the past 24 hours, and another 205 were wounded. A total of nearly 27,500 Palestinians have been killed in the war, mostly women and children. The U.S. bombed 85 targets in Syria and Iraq on Friday in retaliation for a recent drone strike by Iranian-backed militants on a base in Jordan that killed three U.S. soldiers. Iran's foreign ministry spokesperson denounced the U.S. strikes as, quote, another adventurous and strategic mistake by the United States that will result only in increased tension and instability, end quote. At least 40 people were killed reportedly in Friday's attacks. The U.N. Security Council is due to meet this afternoon to discuss the U.S. strikes. That meeting was requested by Russia, who said the U.S. was threatening global peace and security. Wildfires swept through portions of central Chile over the past several days, killing at least 122 people. Hundreds others remain missing. President Gabriel Boric said at least 3,000 homes have been burnt down. The fires appear to be shrinking in intensity after burning through some neighborhoods of the coastal city Viña del Mar. Schools and other public buildings in that city and in the capital Santiago are collecting donations of food, water, and shovels for survivors. In domestic news, a bipartisan group of senators released the text of a $118 billion bill yesterday that would curtail illegal immigration and steer billions in military aid to Ukraine, Israel, and Indo-Pacific allies. The bill overhauls asylum law and gives the president new authority to expel migrants. But it faces opposition from hardline conservatives on the Hill and from former President Donald Trump, who is calling for even stricter border security measures. Across the aisle, progressives also took issue with the package. Representative Pramila Jayapal, ranking member of the House Immigration Integrity, Security, and Enforcement Subcommittee, said in a statement that, quote, 
This enforcement-only approach in the proposed legislation will not be able to meaningfully relieve pressure on the southern border, end quote. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer said he would bring the legislation up for a procedural vote on Wednesday. And a severe storm system began moving through California yesterday, marking